welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. So happy to have you here. We have a great episode planned for you today. I'm your co-host, Jenny Scott, Master Trainer and ISSA Product Developer. And I've got my co-host with me, Dan the Man Duran. What's up, Dan? I'm here. We're pressing on. We're getting it done, sister. <laughs> Absolutely. Every day. Every day's work day. <laughs> Every day's a work day. Awesome. Well, we got a great topic today um, and a really interesting guest. I'm super excited to ask some questions of our guest. Um, now, Dan, you seem to know everybody. So I want you to introduce our next guest because you actually know her. Well, thank you. And yeah, I have the distinct pleasure of knowing and introducing Jen Kadri. Hopefully I've pronounced her, her last name right. She's recently married, so I'm getting used to a new last name. Uh, it was much easier before it was Burke. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Jen and I got to, to know each other uh, several years ago when she was the uh, National Director of Education at Crunch Corporate Club. So she had a very large responsibility overseeing a large number of coaches and trainers and so forth. And we got to know each other while she was working in that capacity. And we did some training together, some instructor development courses together. And right away, I knew that she was a champion. Um, and I'm going to say it again. I said it as we were warming up. If I, if I had to refer somebody out to, uh, you know, somebody said, hey, I'm looking for a great trainer, uh, Jen would be my choice. She's phenomenal with people. She's phenomenal with the science. She has a very impressive background as far as education goes. But more importantly, she's just a great human being. And so I'm really glad she took the time to be here and to share her journey from corporate, large numbers of trainers. You know, I, I call it a puppy mill. Sometimes you're just grinding, grinding through the numbers to stepping out into the brave new world, which I'm calling it new, even though it's not new, uh, but uh, a virtual training and, and building your own business and how to do it successfully and maybe uh, what some of the things she went through. So that's what I'd love to hear if you could tell us a little bit more uh, about how you got started, Jen, and, and, and how you ended up where you are now. Wow. Thanks, Dan. Um, thank you, Jenny, for having me. I really appreciate it. I um, have been in the fitness industry for 18 years now and definitely didn't realize that this is my path that I was going to take, but um, have really fallen into it in an aspect that this is really what I am born to do, basically. Um, I went to school for sports medicine, um, an undergraduate degree in uh, health management and exercise science and a master's in nutrition and exercise science. And I actually thought I wanted to go to med school. And so I also took the MCAT and got waitlisted to go to med school. And at the time I decided, oh, I, I'm, I liked personal training when I was getting my undergrad. So let me go ahead and get started with that aspect of it. Um, and fell in love with it and never looked back. And so uh, as you referenced, I went through the corporate gym world. I was with 24 Hour Fitness for four years um, and then went to Crunch and was with them for 11 years. The last six, I was their director of education. And 
it's really taken me all over the country and all over the world. I've lived all over the country with both of those um, organizations. And then with COVID, when it hit, it kind of shook up the whole gym world. Uh, as everyone probably listening to this knows, yeah. it makes you take a kind of look at where you're at and if this is truly what you feel like you should be doing. And I love developing trainers and I love helping them help other people. But my true passion is being with the people that were there to help. So uh, I went through a period of um, kind of deciding if I wanted to stay with Crunch and be their, their director of education, or if I was going to do something that I kind of dreamed of, but never really realized if I could possibly do, jump out on my own and start my own business. Um, and so around November of last year, I decided it was that time. And it was really kind of now or never. And I jumped out and started a virtual coaching business um, that's really focused on movement to make your life better and also looking at the nutrition aspect to really bring everything holistic and I bring in some stuff with mindfulness really just taking some breathing moments as we all need to be doing these days um, and just have started to really have clients all over the country I've had a couple of clients from outside of the country um, and just really kind of posting myself out there, just getting a ton of referrals from people that I've trained in the past and um, rolling with it right now. So it's been a great six months so far. That's crazy that it's so recent and you're doing so well. That's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Cause that's a big jump to make going from, you know, the security almost of having like a company behind you and, you know, a system that you're working within to, to jumping out on your own. So good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, did you have to change a lot when you, like, as far as your training style, the things that you were doing with clients, did you have to, especially with COVID, like you said, like that changes a lot. Um, but, and you, you made your transition mid COVID, like where I don't even think we're anywhere close to the end of this, but did you have to change anything to start online personal training? I would say one of my things that I don't really enjoy doing is um, kind of promoting myself or putting myself out there on like Instagram and Facebook. And yeah. that's actually one of the big things that you get to do. And it's honestly more not just to, a lot of people think of it as an aspect of like promoting myself. But for me, it's more just showing people that I'm here and I'm present and I'm a resource and I'm available. And that's actually what's brought a lot of my clients first, just letting them know that I'm out here on like doing this. It's an option for them from home and doesn't have to be where that like I can live across the country from them and still support them. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is one, just putting myself out there and letting people know that it's an aspect and being better. I still get to work on it, but being better about posting more frequently um, yeah. is a big thing that shifted for me. The other thing is I'm very results oriented. So for my clients, it's just figuring out how do we measure if they're making progress. So in the gym, I would be taking circumference measurements or skin fold measurements. And so with clients at home, it's a lot of, okay, what do we have available? You have a scale or let's look at your clothes. Let's sort your clothes in an order of where you're at now to your smallest clothes that are still in your closet. And let's see where we make progress from there. Um, and I get a lot of clients that have been in pain and We've all been sitting more recently than we probably have in many years. So a lot of what I do is movement um, assessments and mobility and just, I'll call it like my puzzle solving. So really working with clients on moving better to 
see that you don't have to be in person to still get them to coach and understand that there's little tweaks they can make to their movements to get them out of pain or be able to go longer on a walk in their neighborhood. Um, those are kind of the shifts that I've made in the way that I've trained in the past. That's awesome. It almost sounds like it, it forced you to go deeper with people just because you're not there in person with them. Like it's a more holistic program. It sounds like. For sure. Yeah. I would say, um, <laughs> the one big thing that I haven't really enjoyed is I am very like scrutinizing everyone's move on the computer. So I get really focused and I'm like, I joke with my chiropractor. I think that my new business is ruining my back, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's definitely learned, helped me to learn to, um, be a better coach in an aspect of how to communicate with people and learning how to style flex in order to communicate with different types of people. Cause you really only have verbal as like your main aspect and then visual a little bit with the coaching when you're cueing them through movements. Yeah. Are all of your clients like video clients or do you have any that you just email or have an app that you use? I have a couple that I do use a platform for both for all of my clients, actually, I use Trainerize. Um, and if I need them to do homework, that's where it goes. So they can go look at one of my videos for their exercises, um, what I want them to do. On average, my clients train with me twice a week. So typically they have one day that they need to do on their own and their homework is in the Trainerize program. And I have a couple of clients I just do online programming where it's just we check in once a month. Um, and then I put their, their client in their program in there. Um, but most of them I am training virtually. And then I have a handful of clients that I do train live in San Francisco. Oh, cool. So That's a awesome. question for you, Jen, the, the, obviously with COVID and so forth, um, I wouldn't say that this was, I, I, from what I understand, it's not like this is what you had to do. This is what you chose to do. And the timing just kind of coincided right? Yeah. Because things were slowing down or closing down in the gyms. Um, and so maybe I, I, I think it's safe to say that from like, say today or next month forward, that isn't the case. And so if somebody wanted to make the, the break from four walls training into online training, it's, it, it, there might be some different motivation as in, I want to be my own boss. I want to create, I want to help more people directly. I want to do something different, whatever it may be. Having gone through that process yourself. And I know, you know, a lot of folks in the industry that work in a lot of different types of platforms, the old, you know, if only I had, you know, if only I had, if I could go back in time, or I wish I had fill in the blank, thinking in those terms, and somebody's out there listening right now, that's been thinking about doing this, what would you tell them they should focus on first? Would it be on, on gaining clients? Would it be on a specialty or niche? Would it be building, having a, a fancy website, building out a business plan? What, what would you say would be, you know, step one? I would say um, kind of a combo of number one, get clear on who you want to help because you need to know what your target market is out there. And if you don't have a clear idea of what your special superpower is that you bring to the fitness world. There's a lot of other people out there doing the virtual fitness world. So you need to be clear of what makes you unique or what is it that's your target. So the more specific that little target market could be, or the more specific you think about what your little secret power is, that is going to make it easier for you to find those clients. Um, and with that, I'd say then focusing on the clientele or like just posting stuff that's related to that is going to support 
I did make a, a, a web page early on. I will tell you, it doesn't get that much traffic. So I was stressed about it, felt like I needed it. And it was like my holdup in why I wasn't launching earlier. And it really shouldn't have been. I would say the best place to get out there and start posting is your Facebook page, which seems kind of antiquated, but it's where you reach more people that already know you a little bit and they have that connection and they're more open to reading what's there. And then they start asking questions and it's a great way to just generate more people into your stream of leads at least. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Cause yeah, Facebook, even if you're somebody like you sound like you're somebody like me who doesn't really use it, like I have it, but I'm like, eh, I log into it like once a year. Um, I post on Instagram once every three months, I look at it once a week, um, but it is a way to reach people. And then they share that information for you. They do the hard work for you, right? Especially if they get excited about it. Um, but yeah, having a website is, yeah, something that people feel like, oh, I need this. But again, websites are antiquated now. <laughs> uh, social media is where it's at. Because I did the same thing. I built this awesome website through the ISSA resources in our LMS and everything. And I'm like, cool. Nobody goes to it because I don't give it out. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> yep. But when you know the client that you're going to work with, that's awesome. Cause then, yeah, you can create all the right things to pull them in and to show them and you're very results oriented. Do you use a lot of like before and after pictures or like client testimonials in your social media? So I don't post any of my clients stuff. Um, it, I let them post if they want to. Um, but nice. I am really big on, I clients will post like, Oh, I'm super excited because of this, because you know, Jen Kadri or whatever, but I don't really, I don't do a lot of my own testimonial work. Like I don't ask for them or anything. Um, and then for me, I will have clients put their like before pictures in their trainerize program only if they're comfortable. And some people yeah. aren't even comfortable just doing it for themselves. So, you know, I'm not going to force them if that's not where they're at. And, um, you know, it's always funny. A lot of them will be, like, oh, I really wish I would have taken those pictures back then. Of course, always in hindsight, after you've made all this project pro uh, progress, but I don't want to force anyone. So we figure out, meet the client where they're at and then work from there. So a lot of my posts are really like just <laughs> weird fitness facts or uh, really detailing how to break out, break down a move or how to do a proper push up uh, and making it a little bit more user friendly so that they feel like they can connect to the content. Um, and that's really where I get a lot of the interaction. That's awesome. And I mean, you picked such an awesome uh, website name. Do you use the same handle? So it's like, her name is Jen with two N's. Mine's Jenny, but yours is Jen with two N's. And instead of generation fit with a G, you did J-E-N-N oration fit. So clever, super clever. <laughs> is that your same handle for like your, your Instagram and like your other social media? So it is my same handle for Instagram. And then I do have a business page on Facebook. Again, I don't even know that it's really that necessary because more of the interaction is through my um my private page, which is Jen Kadri. Um, yeah. But yeah, Generation Fit is my Instagram or yeah, my Instagram handle. That's awesome. Super clever. Thank you. Coming at you with another rapid review for the CPT course. Hen Mohammed from Egypt says that it was very professional and valuable material. The ISSA team are supportive and encouraging, and the procedures are very easy and flexible questions are always answered in no time. Very reliable team. I would definitely apply for more courses in the near future. We look forward to it. Thanks, Hend. I'll throw a little testimonial in about the post. What I, what I enjoy about what, how Jen posts, and the, for me, it's the images, is she takes and just really makes things simple. And I think that we're in a place, and we have been for many years now, 
where we read posts or we read stuff that really makes like weight loss or building muscle uh, complex, you know, do this and do that and don't eat this and do they do eat that and don't eat carbs. Yes, eat carbs, don't eat protein. You know, that's too much protein. It's just on and on and on. Uh, and, and she makes it very simple, like five steps, lose weight, five steps, gain muscle. Uh, and, and the reality is that's what it takes. Now, uh, to be a competitor at, say, Jenny's level, who's, what, 20-some times, I think, you've, you've competed? 23. Jenny, this Saturday will be 24. Awesome. 23. Uh, there you go. Now, now I, I get I just friended it. you on Instagram, by the way. Yay. I get it. You know, <laughs> we're counting every last calorie for that, you know, super thin skin. And, and, but for the, for the general population who's just trying to move better, feel better, um, keep it simple. And I love how she does that. Yep. You've, you've mastered the, the process. It sounds like, and there's, it's never mastered, right? There's always something to learn. Absolutely. That's one of my biggest tips. Even when I was a fitness manager and a director of education is it's, there's always another thing to learn. There's always another layer. And the more you learn, the more you should be excited to learn more because it's just unfolds, you know? So Absolutely. learning the, the, stuff this year. <laughs> the more you learn, the more you realize how little, you know, exactly. Right? Truth. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Yep. Oh yeah. So you don't have to tell us what your prices are, but like, how did you settle on when you made this transition? How did you settle on your pricing? Was it based on what you've known before? Was it based on where the person is? What do you use? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I kind of did a middle of the road kind of from both of those perspectives. And so I thought about what I had been charging live. And then I also thought about the fact that I grew up in uh, St. Louis, the middle of the United States and had started my career there and wasn't yeah. charging anywhere near what I charge in New York or LA or San Francisco. So I kind of decided, okay, I, I know that I'm going to be talking to my clients all across the country. Um, I'm going to go middle of the road with like what I had charged before. It's not as low as what I charged when I lived in St. Louis. Cause I've had a lot of experience and things since then. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a middle of the road price. Um, and my big thing with that was just like anytime I make a move in my career, it's always like a little of, ah, oh, am I going to make it? Is this going to be something that I can do? Yeah. So at first I was like, oh, I should keep charging my rates that I had been charging. But then the other part of me was a little afraid. So right the, at the beginning, I was like, I'm just going to make it something that I think is reasonable for anyone across the country to afford not the lowest of level for sure. Like it's still a stretch for people, but get as many people as I feel like I can help in the beginning. And then I can reassess maybe, you know, six months right now or a year later uh, if I want to increase my rates or not. But yeah, that's where I made my decision. That's awesome. I mean, it's smart, right? Because like you said, New York, San Francisco, LA, these, these markets are used to paying ridiculous. Like a gym membership in New York is what, $300 a month? Like it's outlandish. I almost moved up there. And I remember looking at that and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can afford this. <laughs> like yeah. it's, let alone rent and all that other stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. But yeah, you have a lot more experience now. And ultimately it comes down to knowing your worth. Mm -hmm. right? Your brain and your education that you can give to somebody, your knowledge has value. Yeah. Um, so you have to understand that you have a value and you can't compromise on that. Yeah, absolutely. Quick question for you, Jen, for now that we've kind of covered, what would you do? What would you, uh, you know, advise people to focus on? 
I think for, and, and I, I'm in this boat myself, you know, there's been more than once where I've considered stepping out, doing my own thing, um, starting my own business, et cetera. And for me personally, I just never had the guts and, and, and it was, you know, fears for various reasons, primarily because I had a family to support. So what fears did you, or do you experience that you can let that, that new trainer, the remote trainer, virtual coach, et cetera, know, Hey, this is expect it. It's going to happen. But when it happens, know this blank. What would you say to them so that they can kind of step into it with, with, the, with the armor on saying, I know this is coming, but I've got the armor on and I can deflect it? Yeah. Good question, Dan. I'd say the biggest one for me is that um, the fear of, am I good enough to, to be out here, you know, charging this um, is the one that comes up and still every once in a while will pop up in my brain. Um, and for me, it's just a matter of, okay. And I, I say this to myself a lot. I say this to my clients a lot. Let's take a breath for a second and just look at where we are now compared to, you know, in the past. And so when you have that thought, take a breath and look at what brought you to this moment right now. Where have you gotten all your education from? What have you done for clients in the past? What have you done in your fitness career or even in your own fitness journey that brought you to this point to decide to go out on your own? And that makes you enough to be able to go out there and support other people. The big thing is also stop worrying about yourself. And this is something I have to tell myself all the time is stop worrying about what you look like when you're, when you're talking on a video or stop caring about, is it the exact right picture you want to post or um, worrying about how you sound when you're talking to your clients, because it doesn't matter. It just matters how that client feels if they feel heard or if they feel connected to you. And if you focus on staying with the client and being there for that person. And no matter what, like trying to figure out what's going on with them and working their program to make sure that it's going to be the success that they hoped for, then you are going to be very successful. And that's all that really matters. Absolutely. You for in person. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and that's exactly what I was going to say. And, and I, I just, I feel like I have to ask this or add this. Jen worked in uh, Four Walls gyms, as, as you have, Jenny. And um, in, in early on, uh, I think we all experienced the same thing as exactly what Jen just described when you were in a gym as a personal trainer. And the first time you say, my rate is $60, $70. And, you, and I know I felt like this, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. Am I worth it? And, and so you've experienced it in a four walls club. I know you have, if you, if, you know, when, on your first days, your first weeks of being a trainer, and then you onboarded literally hundreds of trainers in your career. You were a very successful trainer. She didn't share with you. She was selected by 24 to go to the Beijing Olympics uh, back in the day nice. as one of the top coaches with, with, in Beijing, obviously, uh, with 24 hour fitness. And, and here we are, you know, with all that, all those years, of training other people to be confident and to know that they're worth that 60, 70, 80, $90. And all of a sudden it's right back to where you started. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> 
Absolutely. But then once you get comfortable charging it though, like you said, you get to reassess and decide like, is this enough? Or like, especially if people aren't complaining, they realize that you are worth it and they can share, you know, their testimonies with friends and be like, yo, it might be a hundred dollars an hour, but it's worth it. And here's why, you know, again, you, it sounds like you let them do the, the walking and the talking for you, which is so smart because <laughs> most of us, like I'm not a marketing person and I, I hate posting like you do. So yeah, you, you're, you're doing it the right way. That's awesome. Thank you. So as we wrap things up here, Jen, I think uh, for our listeners out there, I would love for them, uh, we would love for them to be able to connect with you, whether they're seeking, uh, you know, some training themselves, or they would like to be able to learn from you or or follow you and so forth. Uh, How can how can our listeners get in touch with you or follow you on your journey? Sure. Um, I'm at Generation Fit at Instagram, which is J-E-N-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N fit. Um, And then I'm always welcome. I have a website, uh, www.generationfit.com. And I also uh, welcome emails. So if you just want to connect to bounce ideas off, I'm always available. Um, I do get back within 24 hours just because I do have crazy client schedule. But uh, Jen with two N's at generationfit.com is my email. Nice. I bet your schedule, speaking of, let's chat through your schedule real quick here. I bet it is crazy. Cause are you, most of your clients, I, I was curious, most, are most of your clients like one, one at a time or do you do a couple people at a time? I do open? mostly one-on-ones. I have yeah. one couple that I do. Um, but yeah, everyone, uh, I do one-on-ones and I prefer one-on-ones because I really like focusing on what's going on with each individual person. So yeah. Uh, I like training couples just because it's fun, but I don't find it as um, focused as I like to do with clients' projects. Truth. I have a pair of in-person clients I've had for like um, five and a half years. They're amazing. Don't get me wrong. But when the husband and the wife are there, like she's ready to go. She's like, come on, let's go. Next set, next rep. And he's like, do, do, do. He wants to talk. And so when it's just him, sometimes we don't get through everything. When it's just her, we're done in 40 minutes. And I'm like, well, I'm going to give you your 20 minutes back. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very different dynamic. It's fun. (laughs) Completely understand that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you can do it. Have you, have you done groups in your online? I haven't done, well, I've done an online group. So it was like, I would give them their like workouts. It was like a a community, um, but never trained them virtually at the same time. Well, that might be your next step at the year mark. Plug in some groups. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. (laughs) I love it. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing some of your insights and congratulations again on taking this huge step and you're, you're doing it, girl. You're killing it. Keep climbing. Thank you. I appreciate the time. It's been amazing talking to you. Good luck in your competition this weekend. Thank you. I'm going to eat like crazy on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, I'm sad and hungry. (laughs) I only did one figure show and that was enough for me. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's one of those things where either you do it and you love it or you do it and you're like, what in the world was that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yep. That's awesome. Any parting words, Dan? No, you know, uh, well, I always say no, then I say something because I feel like I have to say something. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I want to thank the listeners out there. And, and you know, we're going to continue to have phenomenal people come and, and speak to all of us uh, so that we can learn from them. And I, I think that probably a really big takeaway for me that I want to share with you, because I think the listeners out there will agree, is uh, never stop learning. We talked about that before. Every time. I've, I've known Jen for a number of years. I've had the opportunity to work with her 
uh, more than once. And every time I speak to her, I learn from her. The same goes with everybody else here, every guest we've had and every person you get the opportunity to interact with. So keep your mouth shut, your ears open, and you're gonna walk away with something that's gonna make you and others around you uh, live a better life. There you go. And with, on that note there, Dan, to all of our listeners, we tell you, we bid you adieu and we say, hey, make good choices. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah.